Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, this summer in our industry reviews, we've sampled ice creams, coffees, but this morning we're sampling something a little stronger. Our industry review is craft brewers. And I'm really delighted to be joined this morning by Francis O'Flaherty. He's the owner and founder of the Connemara, Connemara Brewing Company based in Carrow in County Galway. Barbara Ann McCabe also joins us from the Bridewell Brewery in Clifton. And uh, Kulon Lochnan is a brewer and owner of Whitefield Brewery down there in Templemore. So a lovely rural representation. None of this D4 stuff. These are rural brewers and they're all here with me here today. So what's exciting about my three guests today is that you're all at various stages of your companies. So maybe we might start with you, Francis. Can you tell me about the launch of your company, the Connemara Brewing Company? Absolutely, and <clears throat> thanks for thanks for the opportunity to um, to talk about it this morning. Yeah, we we started in um, um, a difficult circumstances. We launched just as the country went into lockdown in uh, April 2020. Um, I'm uh, a big fan of brewing and craft beer. Always have been, and wanted to do this project for for years. Um, but wanted to make sure I had the right people. Uh, so I spent a couple of years lining up a couple of key resources. And the main operations manager and brewer uh, had just returned from Australia in uh, 2019, and we spent a year planning it and officially had our launch uh, three weeks after the country went in, went into lockdown. Um, we're based in Cairo in the middle of uh, in the middle of Connemara. We do all of um, our operations there, from product design, brewing, canning, marketing. Everything happens in in the grill up there in in, in Cairo. Um, we kept a very simple and, de- and, and, and deliberate focus on, on two key core products um, that we really thought there was a gap in. And, and really the, 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 the ambition was to launch an Irish lager that uh, would really take the place, I hope, of some of the big international products. It always amazed me when uh, we had visitors to the country and um, the choices for lager were very, very limited, and uh, inevitably it would be either a, a Heineken or a Budweiser or some other import that they would be served. So that's the gap that we went we went after, okay. and uh, relatively successfully. And I'm delighted to announce that uh, just yesterday morning, actually, the timing of this show is perfect. We were just awarded the World Craft Beer Award for the best lager in Ireland. Um, Fantastic. So, uh, we're, we're celebrating that today um, and um, we'll be competing with the big boys on the world stage for the international award in a couple of months' time. Great. And, and what's the name of that lager, Francis, that we can celebrate its, its, its success? Again, very simply called, it's Connemara Lager. Connemara um, Lager. Okay, well, yes. well done to you. Yeah. What a great Thanks way to so start much. the show. So stay Thank with you. us and then we'll just talk to our other two guests. Barbara Ann McCabe, co-founder of the Bridewell Brewery over in the lovely Clifton. You're very welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, Bobby. Now, tell us your story, Barbara Ann, if you would. Well, Bridewell Brewery is based in Clifton, the capital of Connemara, right in the centre of a beautiful part of the world. We're very lucky to to live there. And ours is a... Uh, uh, a draft beer business that we've been brewing commercially since 2016, and we're um, very lucky to uh, to to be able to no. uh, sell fantastic draft beers. So to you fo- our your focus has there. been on on draft rather than cans or bottles. That's right. Uh, what, what's the logic behind that, or just what's the, what's the business case for that? 
Well, the uh, the hospitality sector in uh, in tourism in the west of of Ireland is is very well developed. Uh, we partner with our customers there, who are pubs and hotel bars and licensed restaurants. Okay. And uh, they do a fantastic job specialising in in um, looking after the, their customers, tourists and Irish visitors. Now, yours has been a slow gestation period in this business, Barbara, because if I, I have the, if I have my dates right here, um, it took you almost 10 years from start to launch. Is that right? And the rest, and the rest. <laughs> that's right. Yes. So we had the... So there was uh, no rush here in getting this business no, going? No, no, no. We, we took our time. It was a total labour of love. And uh, from idea in 2001 to building the Bespoke Brewery in 2006 uh, to uh, launching the Bridewell Blonde draft beer in 2016. Okay. Stay with us. We'll be back to you in a second. I just want to bring in our third guest, uh, who's Kulan Loknan down there in uh, Templemore, I believe it is. Uh, owner, right, Bobby, yep. owner of the Whitefield uh, Brewery. How are you, Kulan? How are you doing? Not too bad, Bobby. Not too bad at all yourself. Now, if I'm right in saying your um, first encounter with craft brewing was in Bill Dewan's old place that I would have known in Thurles, and I think he might have been a man before his time. Would oh, that be absolutely. right? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I lived in Canada during the early 90s, and that's where I kind of saw the craft beer scene in Canada. Right. And when I came home, we came home in 97, my wife and two children, and we, I was working as a, a pipe fitter at Hewlett Packard of up in Dublin, and uh, came home on weekend, and there was this uh, thing in the stair about, you know, Dewan's microbrewery opening in Turles, and they were looking for people to work there, and I was like, God, how much I'd love to do it, because I'd done a little bit of home brewing and stuff in Canada, and I was kind of familiar enough with the trade, you know. Yeah. Um, so eventually I got a job in, in Duans and Turles and uh, two years later we actually ended up taking over that brewery in, in 2001 but you're right Bill Duan was was way ahead of his time in terms of what he was trying to do yeah. you know and it was it was a huge lesson actually in, in business terms it's like it's, no matter how good your product is if the customer is not receptive towards it you're wasting your time yeah. you know and I mean when we took over that brewery in 2001 we actually overnight we decided we were never going to sell beer in Ireland we just focused on export only and we sold cast beer into the UK and it was a huge success for us you know we saw a gap in the market there and we went for it and it was hugely successful for us you know yeah and then it, I kind of moved to Dublin I was in a, an old place there off O'Connell of Bridge in Messer Maguire's I remember that brewery, yeah that you remember that there and finally, in 2009, we bought our own place here in Templemore and put our own brewery into it, and we've been there since. So all in all, it was 24 years in the brewing business in Ireland. Yeah. So Fair it, play to you, Colin. a lot of highs and lows. Yeah, you know? Right, okay. Well, you're a man who bears the scars and hopefully oh. the success T-shirts <laughs> as well. So, so okay, well, now we've got a brief introduction then from our, our three guests. So maybe back to you, Francis, um, um, to talk about maybe the, the the scaling of the business i can i suggest and i don't mean to be anyway uh, f- f- facetious about this but could i suggest that it's a difficult business to make money in unless you can achieve some scale well look you're absolutely right you know the, 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 there's a reason that the big guys stay um, as dominant as they do and and it's very very difficult it's a very competitive market uh, and unfortunately, it's it is skewed towards the big guys. Um, they know what they're doing. They're very very good at maintaining their market share, and they'll they'll stop at nothing uh, to make sure that that market share is maintained. Uh, some of the practices, I'm sure my colleagues would agree, aren't 
uh, exactly um, uh, uh, resulting in a level playing field. But you know that's the conditions we have to uh, we have to work. And, with. and does that um, mean, Francis, then that the the price of entry to this business is quite high? Uh, that competition then is very hard to displace. Well, it's all about scale to a certain extent, but it's also all about uh, presence on the shelf and on the tap. And um, it is hard to uh, uh, to get a foothold. And once you do, you'll find that all of the bars and the, and the retailers are immediately offered huge incentives to take you out. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, there's, there's, there's sales and marketing grants that they get that, you know, you could view as anti-competitive, but you just got to get on with it. Um, and we're focusing on the quality of the beer, the local story. Uh, and the product that that we're selling, and it is resonating, as I'm sure um, um, your other two guests will attest to as well. On the export stuff and scaling, um, it was a shock to me when I started looking into the export mar- markets, especially United States, which is obviously you know the big market, uh, as, as, especially for us. Um, I'm working with Board Bia on the process that you have to go through um, to import beer from into the U.S. Um, it's an antiquated system that goes back to prohibition. You got to go through at least four and up to six set of hands to get to the consumer. Uh, each one of them taking a sizable chunk uh, right? at every step in the proce- process. So, so it means that you have to be super competitive on getting product out the door at at a cost that's uh, that's that you can sustain in the longer term. So, one of the things we've done. I mean, this was eye-opening to me. I was genuinely shocked. So we've actually set up our own uh, import business from Massachusetts with uh, one of our partners. Um, so we'll bypass some of the traditional kind of bigger guys in there. Because the problem is, uh, because it goes back so long, it's almost a cartel in every state. There's two, in some cases, only one importer into the state with huge market power. And unless you have millions on marketing budget or you're already a well-established product, they have no interest. So the smaller guys like us, we have no chance of uh, getting their attention. Okay. So we, we took matters into our own hand, uh, hands and, and, and set this up. Just March, actually. We've just got the license in March, so we're beginning developing that out. But And for, you probably us, learned that the hard way, Francis, did you, in oh, terms absolutely. of... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, talking to people over there, I'm, I spend a lot of time in the States. Um, I've been over and back for the last 20 years. Um, but this uh, industry is one of the few where um, I found that America just isn't open uh, to the extent that it is in other industries for imports. Uh, okay. it's, it's very much controlled and it's very difficult to penetrate. Okay, stay with us. Barbara, I want to bring you back in. Um, you talk uh, about that you... Uh, quickly realized when you got into the business, when you finally got yourself going, as we laughed about earlier, but that the, that four things are really key to success in this craft brewing business. You say integrity, customer service, reliability and quality are the cornerstones of success. Tell me more about that philosophy. Well, absolutely. It's um, uh, having come from corporate life into Irish small business, it's the same core principles that that lead to success. And yeah. integrity is is the biggest thing and building relationships. So we have wonderful relationships we rely on with um, our uh, customer pubs and um, that relies on, on all the... Every small business owner in Ireland knows all the hidden work behind the scenes. It's all about um, customer service and dealing with uh, all the bits and pieces that that you don't think about when you're enjoying a beautiful pint sure. of Bridewell Blonde or whatever. Um, when, when, when you talk about Bridewell Blonde, 
you then have made a decision that you're not going to be in the off-trade. Is that right? You, or well, no, uh, we're, we're <coughs> primarily focused on, on the on-trade. Yeah. Uh, but after our first four years in business, people kept asking us for bottles. So we have done bespoke limited edition bottles in the past, uh, especially for uh, community events like the Alcock and Brown Centenary back in oh, 2019. Yes. We did pilot the great in the bog. Exactly. And we did two beers to celebrate <laughs> that and had the story on the labels and that was great. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we might uh, do some limited edition bottles in the and future. And I was going to ask you about that because, you know, the brewing and all that goes with that is 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 challenging in itself. Yes. There's science, there's hard work, there's all... But could I suggest that the marketing is almost harder? That once you have the perfect product, getting it onto the shelf, getting it into the pub and keeping it there is the biggest challenge. It is. You're 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 right there, and uh, there's that's the big difference between a, a macro global company that can have a television ad and and blanket sure. social media twenty four seven, and the the small family run company, and that's where you you fall back on on good old fashioned um, relationship building and and following through on promises and bringing a quality product to each pub and hotel bar that they're visitors can really enjoy. Sure. sure. Uh, and and also I'd just like to say that it's 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 a lovely sector to be working in in Ireland in that um you know uh, I know Coolon for many years and um the the for, for example uh, I'm looking forward to the first weekend in September coming uh, there'll be a small beer festival called Yeast Meets West in Ballina and there's going to be term. yeah there's going to be <coughs> five uh, microbreweries there uh, well, so bright the weather will be better than this weekend <laughs> exactly I hope so I yeah. hope so and uh, I have brought along with you t- for you today uh, a couple of beers from two of the other breweries who are going to be there. Our friends um, um, Meskin Brewery from Westport are going to be there and uh, Lockhill Brewery from Sligo. And the driving force behind Yeast Meets West is Cross Malina-based Real Deal Brewery. And then there's also going to be Ballykill Cavan from County Leash. And isn't there. that what you just say there, you know, the collaboration between small producers uh, as of like the ones that you've just yes. mentioned there, to see them coming together, not as competitors, but as people promoting this, I think is a, it's a wonderful sign that it's a healthy business to be in. It is, it yeah. is. It's a great industry. Cool on back to you. Um, can I ask you about the idea of craft breweries being able to sell uh, their product at the place of manufacture, which the visitor oh, yeah. centre and, you know, the destination theme of going to a brewery uh, doing a tour but not being able to have a beer seems to me to be crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, that law changed in 2016, fair play to the government, and we've, we've put a long time with the ICBI, the Independent Craft Brewers of Ireland, promoting that with the help of Alan Kelly, the TD, and we got it through in 2016. Now, there's still a little bit of paperwork and stuff that's involved in it, but in terms of small breweries, I think, in Ireland, I think the future is 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 becoming really clear at the moment that bringing people to your brewery <coughs> for a tour and a tasting and an experience is where the future lies. Right. You know, as you talked there earlier, the fences about scaling. Scaling in the brewing industry is, is a very difficult thing because the minute you stick your head above the parapet, the bigger guys are coming at you, you know, and the, yeah. the profits that they make are absolutely enormous. So they have the funds to, 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 to resource that, you know, so therefore, and also the, the, like the, the, the licensing law in Ireland has been a, 
it's been very poorly served to the consumer. You know what I mean? Bobby, you, I mean, you know the coffee industry. You look at what's happened in the coffee industry in Ireland in the last 20 years. It's been incredible. You well, know, the explosion well, of people. coffee shops down the country, <clears throat> the innovation of young people coming into the business. And yeah. It's been superb. But that has completely not happened in the, in the pub industry. It's the same people in the same premises for the last 30 years serving the same products. But can, I just, can I just say to you, Coulon, when I hear you say that here and I talk to, you know, people like yourself, like Barbara and like Francis, are you not representative of a new generation of people? Oh, we are. But the problem, I mean, the big trade for <clears> us in the craft beer industry is to get into the pub business. That, that's where, like, the margins are. Once you start moving into the off-license trade and the export trade, the margins really do dwindle. You know what I mean? And it gets very, very competitive. Yeah. Whereas the, the local pub trade is very good. But, I mean, I'll give you an example here. Like, you know, we, we were in a pub in Nina there a couple of weeks ago and a multinational brewery walked in and just basically said to the owner, listen, we want that line and we're willing to pay for it. And he wrote them a check and we got the phone call to take it out. Yeah. There's nothing I can do, but that, that's business. That's fine. But in, in, in a natural world, you would have natural competition. So somebody would see a gap in the marketplace to open a, a, a kind of a pub, a public outlet that would, you know, would serve a particular type of customer. But unfortunately, that competition doesn't exist. But, and but, not, but that I'm, lack I'm of competition not, <clears throat> is not serving the industry well, really. Like, you know, well, it's a pity, really, you know. No, but uh, Gulana, and I'm not here to defend the pub industry, yeah. but I would say that publicans have had a, um, a pretty horrific time for the past uh, 10 years has seen their you know their businesses go down and down you know towns in rural Ireland that would have had 10 pubs now have one and it probably doesn't even open during the week so I, they, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more with you Bobby and I think that is a direct result of the fact that there's been no genuine competition within the trade yeah. therefore there's been no innovation you know what I mean so a lot of people are now going actually you know what I think I'll just stay at home and have a few drinks which is a terrible pity, yeah. you know what I mean? That 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 whole industry is is has become very well, stale. Well, if you, you know look what I mean? So I think you know the government are in the process of changing the license, and I think it would be a good thing for the Irish pub industry, you know, because you know yourself what competition is like in business. If it's good, it creates innovation, and innovation is the future and the lifeblood of, of all business, really. You yeah, know? no, totally agree with you, and I would say, and this has been a bugbear of mine for many years, if you ask any American tourist or any tourist that comes to Ireland, what's the first thing they want to do? It's to visit an Irish pub and to have a drink. Now, whether we like that or not, that's the reality. And, yeah. you know, my fear is that there won't be an Irish pub uh, for these people to visit in years to come and that we lose what's so special about visiting this country. Oh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you look at the biggest tourist attraction in Ireland is the Guinness Hop Store. People... Those tourists want to go to breweries, you know, and I think the future for small craft breweries are, is like ourselves is taking a portion of that business down the country and be able to give people that experience. There's no doubt about that. And I just think that, you know, if the license and laws were to change and the innovation was to come in, I think we could see a resurgence of pub culture, like, like the coffee business. I mean, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, I had more than a coffee shop. Now there's a thriving coffee shop down the town there doing fantastic well, business. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's great to see that kind of thing. You know and, what I mean? And Francis, uh, I'll bring you now in a second, but just to close out on this one, Coulon, in my days in the coffee business, in the early days, there were two types of coffee. One was black and the other was white. <laughs> and we had to do something about that. So back, <laughs> back to you, Francis, in terms of uh, congratulations again on the success yeah, of Connemara Lager. You. So what are your plans for the future? 
Well, well like a couple of things, and I just want to pick up on what, what Barbara and Coulon said, sure. said, said there, because they're, they're absolutely spot on and very relevant points. You know, the fact that we're competing against global players um, is obviously challenging, but, but it's also an opportunity because we can do things that they can't. We're more agile. We have those relationships with fantastic customers on the ground. And I completely agree with, with Barbara where she said integrity has, is at the core and has to be. And that authenticity of the product and what you're providing and the experience, um, that really resonates and it gives the consumers and the visitors something that's unique, that the big players can't do and that's uniquely Irish. So when Coulon mentioned that visiting and pub tour, sorry, brewery tours and visitor centers is going to be the way forward, I couldn't agree more. And people are looking for that. Right. We started the brewery. It's in a tiny little warehouse in Carrero originally. And we have people coming up to the door on a Tuesday, wet February morning asking to do a tour because they're genuinely interested in experiencing how it's made, what the process is, meeting the people. So having that kind of integrity and authenticity on the ground and developing that and fostering those relationships is something that the big guys can't do because it's brewed internationally. And it's, a, it's certainly a competitive advantage that we can offer and an okay. experience we can offer um, that, that they can. So I think that's, that's certainly one thing. Um, our plans are to develop um, a, exactly that, a visitor center. Uh, it's a big investment. Um, we wanted to make sure that the product was uh, and, the, and the business was sustainable and viable. We have good visibility that that is the case, even given the difficult uh, launch circumstances in the past few years that everyone's gone through. Um, so our next phase is, is building on those relationships uh, locally and putting our, our money okay. where our mouth is and investing and putting spades in the ground and developing a, a visitor center and a, a increasing the scale um, okay. and, the, the, and the visibility of the business. I'm wishing you every success with that, Francis. Last word to you, Barbara, in terms of the future of your business, uh, where do you see it? Well, we're looking forward to developing further our footprint across uh, the Western region as a draft beer business with Bridewell Blonde, Bridewell Red and Bridewell Pilsner are our core beers at the moment and some limited editions to come. Uh, and it's just a fantastic passion project to be able to live in a wonderful part of the world, have a family business and continue to work uh, with our, our customers who we, we enjoy very much. Well, listen, I've, I've truly enjoyed my discussion with all three of you here this morning and I wish you all well in your endeavours and in your quest uh, for brewing because uh, I think it's absolutely fantastic what all three of you are doing. So my huge thanks to Francis O'Flaherty, owner and founder of Connemara Brewing Company, Barbara Ann McCabe, co-founder of the Bridewell Brewery and Kulan Lochnan, a brewer and owner of the Whitefield Brewery down there in Templemore. Thank you all for your words and we wish you well in your quest. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.